Hi, this is Joe here, and welcome to a Sunday evening edition of the Celebrity Tribute. As with the Celebrity Tribute, this being a Celebrity Tribute podcast, we will be looking at a particular actor, actress, or a sports hero, or a political figure, or sometimes I also do specific themes for the month. Today, we're going to look at the late comic actor Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, he was born Joseph Levitch on March 16th, 1926, passed away August 20th, 2017. He was American comedian, actor, singer, director, producer, writer, and humanitarian. Nicknamed the King of Comedy, Lewis is regarded as one of the most significant American cultural figures of the 20th century. Widely known for his kid and idiot personnel, his contributions to comedy and charity, along with his publicized personal life, made him a global figure in pop culture over an eight-decade career. He professionally debuted in 1946 as part of the famous Martin Lewis, with singer Dean Martin who performed with him until 1956, then went solo after their split. By becoming the highest-grossing movie star and innovative filmmaker, he helped to develop and popularize video assets. The closed-circuit apparatus enabling film directors to see what had been shot without waiting for developed film footage. In addition to starting in 60 films, Lewis directed 13 movies. He was also national chairman of the Muscular Dystrophy Association and the host of the Jerry Lewis Telethon each Labor Day weekend for many years. Lewis was born Joseph Levitch on March 16, 1926, in Newark, New Jersey, to a Jewish family. His parents were Daniel Danny Levitch, a master of ceremonies in Vaudevillian, who performed under the stage name Danny Lewis, whose parents immigrated to the United States from the Russian Empire to New York and his mother, Rachel Ray Livich, a WOR radio pianist and Danny's music director from Warsaw. Reports to his birth name are conflicting. In, in Lewis's 1982 autobiography, he claimed his birth name was Joseph after his maternal grandfather, but his birth certificate the U 
1930 U.S. Census and the 1940 U.S. Census all named him as Jerome. In school, he was known as a character, even in his teenage years, pulling pranks in the neighborhood, including sneaking into kitchens to steal fried chicken and pies. He dropped out of Irvington High School in the 10th grade. By the age of 15, he had developed his record act mimicking lyrics to songs while a phonograph played off stage. He landed a gig at a burlesque house in Buffalo, but his performance fell flat, was unable to book more shows. To make ends meet, Lewis worked as a soda jerk and a theater usher for Susan Plachette's father, Gene, at Paramount Theater, as well as Lowe's Capitol Theater, both in New York City. A veteran burlesque comedian named Max Coleman, who had worked with Lewis's father years before, persuaded him to try it again. Irvin Kay, a Borsford Belt comedian, saw Lewis's mime act at Brown's Hotel in New York following summer, and the audience was so enthusiastic that Kay became Lewis's manager and guard for burlesque belt appearances. During World War II, he was rejected for military services because of a heart murmur. In the year 1945, Lewis was 19 when he met 27-year-old singer Dean Martin at the Glass Hat Club in New York City, where the two performed until they debuted at Atlantic City's club as Martin and Lewis on July 25, 1946. The duo gained attention as a double act with Martin serving as the straight man segments within their planned routines, which added a unique quality to their act and separated them from previous comedy duos. Martin and Lewis quickly rose to national providence, first with their popular nightclub act, then as stars of their radio program, The Martin and Lewis Show. They made two television debut on CBS Toast of the Town, later renamed as The Ed Sullivan Show on June 20th, 1948. The duo began their film career as Paramount Pictures as ensemble players in My Friend Irma, 1949, and a sequel, My Friend Irma Goes West, 1950. Let's take a look at a movie clip from My Friend Irma.
not through singing yet. Don't get mad, Steve. I just came out. I thought I'd wipe. Thought you'd what? Wipe. W-O-I-K. Wipe. Oh, that's ridiculous. Now go back to the table until I'm through singing. All right. If you're going to keep on singing, would you do me a personal favor and sing the song you sing with the chore? Chore? Yeah, you know, when the fellas in the band all stand up together, they sing with you. C-H-O-I-R is choir. Oh, I didn't know you said it like that. But I'd like you to do the number anyway, and if you would do the number with the chore, I'd appreciate it. You would what? I said if you would do the number, I'd appreciate it. Why do you leave the last word up in the air? It's the end of a sentence. There's a period there. You don't need it anymore. You would say, I'm going to the corner, not, I'm going to the corner. Who talks like this? You talk the way you want. I talk that way because, listen. They then starred in their own series of 14 new films um, from 1950 at war with the army, 1952 The Stooge, 1953 Scared Stiff, 1953 The Caddy, as well as Hollywood or Bus from 1956. Martin Lewis cameoed in their film Road to Bali, 1952. Then Hope and Crosby would do the same to them in Scared Stiff a year later. Testing to the duo's popularity, DC Comics published The Ventures of Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis from 1952 to 1957. The team appeared on What's My Line in the year 1954, as well as the 27th Annual Academy Awards in the year 1955. The films were popular with audience and were financial successes for Par- Paramount. In, years late, in later years, both Lewis and Martin admit in frustration with Wallace for their formalic and tribe film choices, restricting them to narrow, repetitive roles. As Martin's roles in their films became less important over time, and Lewis received the majority of critical acclaim, the partnership came under strain. Martin's participation became an embarrassment in uh, 1954's Look magazine, published a uh, photo of the team for the magazine cover, but cropped Dean Martin out. After their partnership ended with their final nightclub act on July 24, 1956, both Lewis and Martin went on to have successful solo careers and neither would comment on their split nor consider a reunion. They were occasionally seen at the same public events, though never together. On two occasions in 1958 and 1961, Martin invited Lewis on stage, but the split was too serious for them to reconcile. Uh, Twenty years after their breakup, um, Sinatra, again Frank Sinatra, a crooner singer, surprised Lewis by bringing Martin on the live stage performance during the Jerry Lewis Telethon 
in September 1976. 1989, Lewis returned the gesture, attending Martin's 72nd birthday. Solo career for Jerry Lewis after ending his partnership with Martin in the year 1956, Lewis and his wife Patty took a vacation in Las Vegas to consider the direction of his career. He felt his life was in a crisis state. I was unable to put one foot in front of the other with any confidence. I was completely unnerved to be alone. While there, he received an urgent request from his friend Sid Left, who is Judy Garland's husband and manager, saying that she couldn't perform that nightclub act in Las Vegas because of a strep throat and asking Lewis to fill in. Lewis had not sung alone on stage since he was five years old, 25 years before, but he appeared before the audience of a thousand nevertheless delivering jokes and clowning with the audience, while Garland sat off stage watching. He then sang a rendition of a song he learned as a child, rock a your baby with a Dixie melody, and come rain or come shine, Lewis recalled. When I was done, the place exploded. I walked off the stage knowing I could make it on my own. At his wife's pleading, Lewis used his own money to record the songs on a single. Uh, Decca Records heard it and liked it, insisted that he record an album for them. The single rock by Your Baby went to number 10, and the album Jerry Lewis Just Sings went to number 3 on the Billboard charts, staying near the top for four months, and selling a million and a half copies. So Jerry Lewis appeared on both Tonight, starring Jack Parr, and the, El and the Ed Sullivan Show, beginning in January 1957, and a number of solo TV specials for NBC. He starred in the adaptation of the jazz singer for Star Time. Lewis hosted the Academy Awards three times in the year 1956, 1957, and the 31st Academy Awards in the year 1959, which ran 20 minutes short, forcing Lewis to improvise to fill time. DC Comics, switching from Martin Lewis, published a new comic book series titled The Ventures of Jerry Lewis, running from 1957 to the year 1971. Lewis remained at Paramount and starred off with his first solo effort, The Delinquent, or The Delicate Delinquent, from the year 1957. The Delicate Delinquent is American Visa Vision comedy film starring Jerry Lewis, released on June 6, 1957 by Paramount Pictures. It was the first 
come to star Lewis without his longtime partner, Dean Martin, and mark Lewis's debut as a producer and screenwriter. Let's take a look at a clip from the Delicate Delinquent. Again, uh, Jerry Lewis's first solo career on his own. I can do it as well as anybody else, Sidney. You're going to be a police officer. I'm going home. You're going to stay right here. Well, I'm scared, Mike. Now look, Sidney. After you pass your entrance examinations, you're over the first big hurdle. Yeah, I know, but I'm still scared. I'd like you to be with me. Maybe you could help me. That's another thing, though, Sidney. Remember, I'm a police officer. As far as you're concerned, I've got to take a completely unbiased attitude. Thanks. <laughs> yes, sir. Name? Pythias. Sidney L. Pythias. Uh... No, sir. I beg your pardon. That's Pythias. P-Y-T-H-I-A-S. Pythias. That's what I said. Pythias. No, there's no pink. No, it's a pith. P-Y-T-H-I-A-S is Pythias. There's no pink in it. All right, Putin Guinness. Sure, temporary, Where'd you get Putin Guinness? No. No, there's no Putin in it. There's no pink and there's not even a... It's plain pith, P-Y-T-I-H-I-A-S, pithiest. Your temporary serial number is 0164397013. You got that? There's no Putin in it. They... No, you said Putin in it. No, could, just a second. Please, excuse me. It's not Putin in it. It's pithiest. <laughs> excuse me. It's P-Y-T-H-I-A-S. It's pithiest, Sidney. That actually is a film I actually had just watched recently. Again, uh, Jerry Lewis and his comedy trend that he had did uh, very well. But one of the films I certainly do remember um, was titled The Nutty, The Nutty Professor from the year 1963. A parody of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, it featured him as Professor Kelp, a socially inept scientist who invents a serum that turns him into a handsome but obnoxious ladies' man. It is often considered to be Lewis's best film. It was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry in 2004. The film inspired a franchise which included a 1996 remake film starring Eddie Murphy in the title role and a stage musical adaptation. So let's take a look at The Nutty Professor.
Again, some singing there from the Nutty Professor. Around that time period, he also appeared as the cameo in the funny comedy It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World. And he also hosted around that time the Jerry Lewis Show, a lavish 13-week big-budget show which aired on ABC from September to December of the year 1963, but suffered the ratings and was belingered by technical and other difficulties, including the assassination of then U.S. President John F. Kennedy, which left the country in a somber mood. Lewis appeared as a guest on Good Morning America, um, The Dick Cavett Show, NBC Follies, um, as well as Tony Orlando and Don. Lewis surprised uh, Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, and Dean Martin after walking onto the Aladdin stage in Las Vegas during the show and exchanged goat jokes for several minutes. Lewis guest starred on Pink Lady in the year 1980, then made a comeback in the big screen 
and hardly working in 1981 after 11 year absence uh, from film. Hardly Working is a 1980 American comedy film directed and starred Jerry Lewis, filmed in the year 1979, released in Europe and then in the United States on April 3rd, 1981 through 20th Century Fox. The plot, Bo Hopper, a clown, finds himself unemployed when the, when the circus where he works suddenly closes. And uh, one of his other big turnarounds in his life was um, be becoming a host for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. As a humanitarian and a number one volunteer, Lewis supported fundraising for research into the muscular dystrophy. In the year 1951, he and Martin made their first appeal for the Muscular Dystrophy Association, simply known as MDA, and formerly as the Muscular Dystrophy Associations of America, in, in early December on their final Colgate Hour Comedy Hour, 1952. After another appeal, Lewis hosted New York area telephones until 1959, and in 1954, fought Rocky Morrisoni in a boxing bout for the MDA's fund drive. After being named national chairman in the year 1956, Lewis began hosting and missing the Jerry Lewis MDA Labor Day Telethon in 1966 and aired every Labor Day weekend for six decades. Ed McMahon, announcer for The Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson and host of Star Search, began his involvement in the telethon in the year 1968 before co-anchoring with Lewis from 1973 to 2008. The show originated from different locations, including New York, Las Vegas and Hollywood, becoming the most successful fundraising event in history of television. So let's take a look at um, a moment from that Labor Day special for the Muscular Dystrophy Association.
working, and I can't wait to see what happens the next time that flips. I can't wait either. But Thank I, you, Chase. I'll tell you this. When you have people like I have, and I start with Big Ed, when you have people like Big Ed and Lou Brown and this organization behind him, and you have my MDA staff, and you have a million and a half volunteers around this country, and you have technicians and cameramen, and the likes of which I have never seen in my life, people giving of themselves, not taking time off when they had to, when you have the still men and the floor men, and you have the people upstairs, our lighting director, when you have Artie Forrest in the booth, a producer-director, when you have all of the people involved in talent in booking the show, when you have a love-in from last October to today, how do you fail? You don't fail because all of the people that I am not about to be able to begin to thank. Last year, I had apologized to someone that I didn't thank, and they said, there's no thanks that's going to make it. The satisfaction that we get out of seeing your kids and the people involved that are getting the benefits of this work, that's the only thanks that we need. So I don't really feel bad about missing anybody. I can only tell you that I'm the proudest, tallest man you ever saw in your whole life with the best bunch of people any man has ever worked with in his life. And they're all here. Quite a moment for Jerry Lewis and his muscular dystrophy, which they earned a lot of money for that. Hourglass is rapidly running down. And while there is still time, let's help the unfortunate victims of muscular dystrophy. Please volunteer to call on your neighbors and ask them to contribute to the march on muscular dystrophy. To volunteer, send your name and address to me, Jerry Lewis, Post Office Box 950, Hollywood 28, California. Thank you. It said on August 3rd, 2011, the Muscular Dystrophy Association announced that Lau Lewis would, not, would no longer be able to host telephones and that he was no longer associated with the MDA. Tribute to Lewis was held during the 2011 telethon, which originally was to be his final show bearing his name with Muscular Dystrophy Association. In May 2015, MDA said it was discontinuing his, his telethon in view of the new real estates of television viewings, Philopantric Givings. Uh, one of, uh, Lewis's, uh, children, actually, known as Gary Lewis, was actually a musician. Gary Lewis, who was born on July 31st, 1945, is an American musician who was the leader of Gary Lewis and the Playboys. They were a 1960s era pop and rock group fronted by musician Gary Lewis. They had a wide variety of hits in the 1960s, 
including this particular one titled um, This Diamond Ring. Said uh, Gary Lewis passed away on August 20th, 2017. At the age of 91, the cause was end-stage cardiac disease, or known as PAD disease, known as peripheral artery disease. Lewis was cremated. In his will, Lewis left his estate to his second wife of 34 years, Sandy Pinwick, and their daughter, and expertly disherited for his children from his first marriage and their children. Lewis's single Hammity created a style of humor that was half anarchy, half execution. Every comic who never took a pratfall in their careers owes something to the self depreciation Jerry introduced into American show business. His self-deprecating style can be found in comics such as comic Larry David and um, American television host comedian David Letterman. Says Jerry Lewis was the most profitably creative comedian of his generation and arguably one of the two or three most influential comedies born anywhere in the century from The King of Comedy, 1996. So that is some information about the late actor Jerry Lewis for today's Celebrity Tribute Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed that and have a good start to your week and um, try to get another one out for this month. A couple of things we're going to be talking about this month. We're going to look at the 50th anniversary of a television series and a movie. For that being because I'll be 50 this year. Um, I figure I'd use some creativity with that. And we'll look at 
1972 TV series MASH, which ran 11 years. And we'll look at the 50th anniversary of The Godfather.